Rochester Regional Health, built by the community for the community. It's in that spirit we bring you Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. As we age, many of us will develop spinal stenosis, causing pain and other symptoms in our legs, arms, or torso. So what do we need to know about this? Here to explain more is Dr. Matthew Dashnaw, a specialist in degenerative spine conditions at Rochester Regional Health. Dr. Dashnaw, thanks for your time. So what is spinal stenosis? Let's start with that. Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for, uh, for having mm-hmm. me today. Um, Spinal stenosis is a medical condition, whereas the uh, canal that the spinal cord and spinal nerves travels through, that canal becomes narrow. Um, and one analogy I like to use when I explain it to my patients, if you, if you consider the, the, the nerves um, that run from the spinal cord through the spine, um, and if you imagine those as like a napkin ring, when somebody, as well as a napkin, excuse me, and when somebody develops uh, spinal stenosis, if you imagine a napkin ring that becomes tighter and tighter around the napkin, uh, which is the, uh, the narrowing of the spinal canal, which is progressively compressing that sack of nerves, um, and this pressure on the nerves causes pain, oftentimes most commonly when it's in the lumbar spine in the low back, it causes pain across the low back that can radiate into the hips and sometimes down the legs. And that's most commonly brought on by walking um, or standing up straight. And patients oftentimes get relief from these symptoms when they sit down or if they bend forward. Uh, very commonly, patients will uh, uh, I always one one question I always like to ask my patients is when you go to the grocery store, are you able to make it around the whole grocery store? And patients who have lumbar spinal stenosis commonly say, "Well, if I'm able to lean over onto the shopping cart, uh, I can make it around. But if I have to walk by myself and I have to try to stand up straight, I get these this pain across my low back and into my legs, and I have to sit. And when I sit, the pain improves." Um, Mm. Yeah, so that's essentially what spinal stenosis is in a nutshell. Dr. Dashnaw, are we all going to get this? Uh, how does who who is at risk for this? Um, it's it's really a condition that's more common with aging, as we age and we put our spine through wear and tear every day. Uh, it can cause a advancement of arthritis, and it's really arthritis that causes this narrowing of the spinal canal. Um, There are not really any known specific risk factors other than really age uh, and arthritis. Um, uh, So there isn't really a great way to predict uh, who is going to get this. I would say just in my practice, um, I commonly see it more often in people that have, have had many years of, of a hardworking job, you know, where they do a lot of mechanical lifting for many years, and that does take its toll on the spine. But I've also, you know, seen it in um, uh, elderly folks who had mostly sedentary uh, lifestyles. Um, so it's, it's, it is pretty hard to predict. Is this something that through lifestyle changes can be avoided? The the one thing that can sometimes slow the progression 
um, is um, in patients that are obese, trying to reduce uh, body weight can sometimes decrease the wear and tear on the spine. Um, uh, and the other thing that I would say is using healthy lifting techniques, um, uh, lifting properly by bending the knees and not bending at the waist, um, can sometimes help to prevent a, a precipitation of symptoms or a worsening of symptoms. Um, but unfortunately, for much of the population, if you're bound to develop spinal stenosis, there, it's, it's not, there's not a whole lot that you can do uh, to prevent it. And you said sharp pain when standing up is one of the symptoms. As I mentioned in the open, the uh, numbness or tingling in the legs, arms, or torso. What are some of the other tell- telltale symptoms? Um, the, the, one, the, the most, um, the biggest uh, complaint of patients who suffer from spinal stenosis is the inability to walk. Um, when I ask people, oftentimes when they come into my office, I say, okay, pretend that I'm a magician and I can make one, one symptom you're having disappear, um, uh, but only one symptom. And if the patient says, I just want to be able to walk again, um, because I can't walk for a far distance without getting pain across the low back and numbness and tingling into the legs, um, and it's relief when sitting down. That is the classic story. Um, in addition, if there is a very, very severe case of spinal stenosis, patients can start to lose sensation in the groin area or can have uh, difficulty being able to tell when their bladder is full. Um, and they may even have some accidents uh, with, with urine or um, uh, fecal material. Um, that is a that is a sign that things have progressed very, very severely and that getting immediate medical attention would be important. In addition to those symptoms, sometimes people may notice a weakness in one or both legs uh, or even in one specific muscle group in the leg, depending on at what level the narrowing uh, is occurring at. Um, and so this can cause a, a focal weakness, say, in a calf muscle on one side or in being able to uh, lift the foot uh, upwards towards the ceiling when standing or, you know, some other focal <clears throat> muscle group. Excuse me. Now, for someone who has this, is there a way to treat it? Absolutely. Uh, there are a whole list of both non-surgical methods and surgical treatments for lumbar spinal stenosis. We generally start with physical therapy. There are some, there is some data to show that um, doing certain physical therapy exercises may help patients to open up that spinal canal, um, and even just some some small uh, um, amount of opening may provide a good amount of relief for patients and it may help them manage uh, very well with spinal stenosis. So there are um, different therapies that a physical therapist could initiate. There are also a um, collection of medications um, that may help with the inflammation in the region um, and then getting a little bit more complex going up the the scheme of treatments um, there sometimes uh, can be some benefit had from local 
injection of steroids, um, which a pain management doctor uh, may be able to provide. Uh, and then finally, um, when all of the the non-surgical options have been exhausted, we can consider uh, a surgical decompression where there is an operation that I can do uh, that takes about an hour or two of actual operating time in the uh, in the OR and to remove the arthritic process that is pushing on the second nerves to um, to relieve the pressure. So through physical therapy or these other means, someone then can potentially manage this uh, throughout their life to cut the pain that they may be having, at least so they can go on with uh, a normal lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Many patients, um, well, for example, you know, I, I see in a given day, I see a very good number of patients, and on average, I may see seven or eight patients uh, in my office, but only operate on one of them, and we're able to usually provide good relief of symptoms with more conservative measures of therapy, and I think that's one misconception that patients often have, you know, when they come to see me, is that, oh, well, if I have spinal stenosis, the only way to treat it is with surgery, and it's really not the case. There are a lot of other good treatments Uh, to be had out there. Um, And the other, I think, misconception that patients often have is what is the natural history of spinal stenosis? You know, meaning if we we did nothing and we follow patients for, say, 10 years with spinal stenosis, are they all bound to get worse and eventually lose function in their bowel or bladder or not be able to walk at all? And the answer is really no. Um, The natural history studies that have been done show that about 70% of patients um, without treatment will stay stable. They won't progressively get worse. About 10 to 15% get better, and about, you know, another 15% may get progressively worse over time. But it's usually a gradual gradual decline. And so, um, you know, I think patients have time to try conservative measures of therapy, um, you know, before considering a surgery, if that's what is ultimately necessary. Well, there are a few bright spots then, and that's very good to hear that it 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 basically stabilizes out, and that physical through physical therapy, you can learn to manage this, and that surgery isn't the only option. And it makes me think, maybe one of the ways to avoid this is to stay active if physical therapy can help alleviate the problems. Maybe you can avoid the problems through being active throughout your older years as well. So that's really good advice and, and good to know. So Dr. Dashnall, thank you again for your time today. If you could wrap it up for us, why should someone choose Rochester Regional Health for their health care needs? I, I have been very fortunate to work all throughout Rochester in my during both my training and as an attending uh, neurosurgeon. Um, and I would say to, to answer that question, the thing that I, that I find incredible about Rochester Regional is that there are a group of doctors in every specialty here that really sit down and take the time to listen to patients. And at the end of the day, every patient just wants to get better. And, and at Rochester Regional, we don't treat an image or we don't treat a blood test. What we treat is our patients. And um, I think Rochester Regional does a great job of listening to patients. And in addition to that, 
there is excellent care with across the spectrum. So in terms of physical therapy, pain management, um, you know, knowing what are the best drugs to try, um, we really provide a comprehensive set of good quality care across the board. And that's why I think Rochester Regional is, would be my system of choice. Many, many benefits in that listening is so important because patients want to be heard. And if the physician is truly listening to them, that is so important, that communication. Thank you again, Dr. Dashnoff, for your time. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.